Hello there, and welcome to the Citizen ATX Podcast. My name is Matt Gillum. I'm here today with Nathan Wood. Hello, Nathan. Well, hello. And hello, Lauren Ortiz, who's also on the podcast with us. Hi. We are continuing today our Coexist series, and today we're going to be talking about the, this is going to sound bad, the Seinfeld of religions. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking, this is a show about nothing, right? <laughs> this is going to be talking about atheism, all right? Well, and so, agnostics. And agnostics, religious, yeah. But mostly atheists. Mostly atheists, yeah. So, I mean, when, we, when we've been talking through this Coexist series, you know, the, the general point has been taking time to try to understand um, how it can be true, how that uh, comparative religions cannot be the same as Christianity. Mm-hmm. So this one's pretty easy for that thesis mm-hmm. of how atheists cannot be Christians, though I will say there have been times in my life where I've been in... Uh, a context where someone said, "Yeah, I'm a I'm a atheist Catholic or or something mm-hmm. of that nature," mm-hmm. um, and so let's start off then by some definitions here. So, Nathan, what is an atheist? Oh, yeah, let me check my notes. Um, they don't believe in God, okay, or any type of God, mm-hmm. or really any type of religious structure whatsoever. They believe mm-hmm. just in a natural world that exists. Big mm-hmm. Bang Theory, science yeah. explains everything. Mm-hmm. We just are. Nothing happens when we die. Yeah, we just cease to exist. There is no like soul. It's just. We're just humans. We yeah. live on this earth. It's random, is mm-hmm. what it is. And so they, there are no real devotional. T- I say there's no technical devotional texts, though you can find throughout a lot of uh, Western European philosophy, starting from the let's say 1800s on, a lot of philosophy such as Nietzsche, um, and then uh, going into the modern times, you have people like Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens. Yeah, you have the God delusion is the big one. Yeah, yeah, and so and then there's. Um, uh, God is not great by Christopher Hitchens is another pretty mm-hmm. big one. And so uh, th- there is this brand of belief, which is f- kind of where we're kind of coming from on this is that people who, there will be a group of people who will claim to be a part of the, essentially they, they hate this term, but the religion of atheism, mm-hmm. that it is what they believe. Now, one thing we need, a distinction we need to make very early on in this um, is, but there's two other categories that often get lumped in with atheists, but are really not of the same ilk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first one are agnostics. So what what is the definition of what an agnostic is? I don't know if I have like a Webster definition, but to me, an agnostic is just someone who it's like, there's probably something out there. I just don't care. Right. Yeah. It's just they just really not too concerned well, with it. It might be a bad way of putting maybe it. Not but care, it's, but it, I think I think now there, there is a category I think that fits that. But I think generally, if someone is going to define themselves as agnostic, it's going to include a belief that you a person can't know that it's impo- know, that it's right. impossible okay, yeah. that there is a spiritual worldview, but it's impossible to know what that God that there maybe there probably is a God, but we because we can't experience or measure mm-hmm. or practice a religion that appeases it. There's no there's no real interaction there, and so right. there probably is something we just don't know what right, it is. Right. But then that does lead to that third category because when we're when we're looking at um, the modern statistics about what people in the U.S. believe, so those who are you know actually Atheist believe there is no God, no spiritual worldview. That's it. It's about four percent of the population. Mm-hmm. Agnostics, those who would claim maybe there 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 may be something out there, but we can't experience it, is only five percent of the population. But then there's twenty percent of the population. That's a whole different category. And I think that's the one that you're referring to more so. Is that yeah, there there I I believe in a God or something, but who who cares? There's it's no non-religious. I'm not going to follow anything. Non-religious. I'm not going to follow anything that's like formal. Right. right? It's you know, just kind of. Maybe it's out there, maybe it's not. And a long time ago on this podcast, we did an episode called The Rise of the Nuns, N-O-N-E-S. And that was the the topic was talking about the fact that in the U.S., really the largest religious group are those who really don't practice a religion. Mm -hmm. 
but there's a there's an important distinction to be made that that twenty percent and even the that twenty percent of the nuns and then the five percent of those who are agnostics are not the same as atheists. No, very different. Um, and so, what are some distinctions there, Nathan, between those between those groups? I think the biggest thing is that um, atheists will tell you they're an atheist. Like mm-hmm. they go out of your way. They they, they proselytize. I mean, they go yeah. out to make yeah. non-believers. Mm-hmm. I was actually watching a there was a debate one time as Dawkins debating like a priest and some other people mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. like that and the leader of his like institution that he had founded was up there and she went through this whole spiel about their institution. And it literally like part of their mission statement is to make non-believers out of believers. Like they legitimately have a goal of converting people away from religion and into believing in nothing. Yeah. So, um, an agnostic and a non-religious person, they're not going to go out of their way to convince you that they're agnostic. Yeah. They don't really care if you're, if you're a Christian for the most part, right? Like yeah. it's just kind of like live and let live. Yeah. Atheists are very much like, no, let me tell you why you're dumb yeah. for believing in the idea of some sky god. Yeah. And there, there's oftentimes a lot of crossover too with something that we would call scientism, which is a belief that the, because I mean, a lot of times when you come to the idea of religion and belief, the question is, how do I, how do I actually find truth? How do I find what's mm-hmm. real reality and a uh, purpose and things like that? And, and generally those that would, that would hold to an atheistic worldview, um, would say that science is that ultimate arbor of truth. If you can measure it, if you can see it, and you can taste it, touch it, throw it over a wall, whatever, it, that that is what is real. And so because there is this absolute rejection of the spiritual world, there there is this disconnect there. And, uh, it, and the funny thing is that even though atheists would say that they are not believers in anything, mm-hmm. it does – I think – I believe it was Norm Geisler who says it takes a lot of faith to be an atheist mm-hmm. because it, it is you, – you have to believe, have faith in without scientific proof that there is no spiritual world, mm-hmm. that there is nothing beyond this life, that there is no soul because science cannot answer that question because it can't measure it. Mm-hmm. And so it's really not a – science can't say, no, it doesn't exist. Science says error incomplete, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, cannot compute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, does, it, does not, it does not make sense. And so, Nathan, you know, we pulled a scripture for this because, you know, we always have to make sure that we are – Looking at the Bible. Yeah. And so is there a Bible verse that says something about atheism? Yeah. So Psalm <laughs> Psalm fourteen one. Yeah. The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt, they have committed abominable deeds, and there is no one who does good. All right. Uh, we also we referenced it in the last one that we talked about uh with, with Wiccan as well. I, mean, I think Romans one applies as well, right? Is yeah. this the idea of Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to explain things. Yeah, um, I'm going to take over this. I don't need there to be a god. I'm going to fix it myself. Yeah. And ultimately, I think that's why when you when you look at atheism, there is such a drive for other people to believe the same thing because there mm-hmm. there is this pursuit of truth. I found something, and I need other people to believe the same thing that I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's another quote from a guy named Douglas O. Wilson. Uh, so he he was famous for a uh, a debate series he did with a guy with that guy Christopher Hitchens. Um, and so Doug, uh, Wilson's quote is, uh, the atheist believes two things. One, there is no God. Two, I hate him. Yeah. And I mean, and, and it, it is interesting. And I, and I would recommend to you, listener, to, to find that, um, find that uh, debate series. I'm actually going to look it up right now so that I can give you something to... Yeah, while you're doing that, I would absolutely yeah. agree. I mean, I think even if you watch, if you watch Dawkins speak, um, man, he, he, he hates Christians. Like, he yeah. is angry. Yeah. There, there is a level of, of frustration and anger that exists from him that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Right. Like it doesn't actually fit what's happening. Yeah. 
Um, it's aggressiveness. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I, yeah. I don't, I don't believe in aliens. Yeah, but if you do, I don't well, feel the need do, to though. physically. Well, they yeah. do. I, I don't believe. I don't feel the need to physically like go and find you and explain to you how dumb you are for believing in this. Yeah. I just don't. Care. I don't care that you believe in it. Yeah. it. Doesn't affect me at all. Right. So that's the part that always thrown me off. It's like there's a real aggression and mm-hmm. anger. Like how could you possibly believe this? Or it's patronizing. Like oh, yeah. you poor lamb. Well, and it's that it's that ethos, right? It's a it's a. I need you to feel the same way I do about this. And and that the documentary that I was referencing is called Collision. It's very it's very good. Um, mm. And so it's uh, and it's a debate series where Douglas Wilson and Christopher Hitchens go and do a series of debates. But they deba- debate yes. over the question. Uh, is Christianity good for the world? So mm. it's an it's very interesting kind of thing, but you know ultimately when we when we look at Christianity, we look at the Bible. I mean, it's kind of basic, right? It's th- there is a God. Now let's spend the entirety of the Bible talking about what it means to get to know Him mm-hmm. <laughs> and what yeah. it means that people have. I will say, from a historical perspective, atheists also are coming from behind the eight ball in that. It's only been in the last 300 years that really atheism has been ever considered a legitimate um, belief system. Mm-hmm. I mean, every people group since the beginning of time has had some version of the divine mm-hmm. that that it worships through, mm-hmm. through sacrifices, through the. And again, we, we did also reference this in the last episode. There is a need in the human heart that has to be fulfilled. And um, with atheism, that need, I think, is to find truth. Mm-hmm. And. And again, there, unfortunately, I think a lot of atheism also results out of the corruption of the church. And this is something that you were referencing before the episode where we talked about the idea of practical atheism or practical agnosticism. So what, what do you mean by that? Um, well, practical, I guess, would be more so it's like you, maybe you might claim to be like a Christian or, mm-hmm. um, or something like that, but really you don't, you don't actually practice anything. And so yeah. I don't think this wouldn't be people who like go to church, really. This would yeah. be the people who it's like, like for instance, Ellie's uh, Ellie's sister. She went to a mission trip in Italy, yeah. and she was talking to uh, people on the street. They were spreading the gospel, and she talked yeah. to a guy, and it's like, "Oh, I'm a Christian. My grandmother went to church." Yeah, and to him, in his mind, like mm-hmm. I am a Christian because my grandmother took me to church once. Right. I, he doesn't do anything with his faith. He doesn't yeah. go to church. Doesn't believe it. Really, doesn't believe in God that much. It's just, mm-hmm. oh no, I'm a Christian because someone took me to church one time. So yeah. it's like a functionally, you're kind of like yeah. an agnostic or an atheist, but even though you don't necessarily profess that I'm an atheist or an agnostic. And I think a lot of the development of modern atheism and, and this practical agnosticism comes from the fact that nation states took on official religions, right? Mm-hmm. Because any anywhere in the world that you go that you see an official religion by a state, there's a large portion of people there who just culturally go along with the thing and don't really believe anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, I think this is for, for Christian states, for Muslim states, for Buddhist states. Most people will just go along to get along, and they have this conflation of "I do what I, I do what I have to do because I'm a citizen of this country," and versus "What do I what do I need to do for the eternal security of my soul?" Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, I, I believe this is still true, but the, uh, in Germany, people pay taxes for the German church. And so whether you're a believer or not, you're tithing to the to the Lutheran church in That's Germany. That's interesting. And wow. but then you look at the uh, uh, the amount of devotion in that country at the moment, it's not not great. Yeah. Um, Atheism so, yeah. is aggressively on the rise in like Europe especially. Yeah. It's it's really growing over there. Yeah. And so with that, you know, we we hope listener that as we're talking about this, one of the things that we always want to do is is make sure also to help you build bridges with people and mm-hmm. and so like when it comes to it, to your interaction with people who are atheist or who are ag- agnostic, 
it might seem like we have nothing to con con uh, connect on, right, from the very beginning. Um, but what I would what I would argue is that we as Christians can connect with the atheist desire to discover truth. That's why you know you look at these debate series that. Atheists love debating these things. They love talking through all of this stuff. They may radically disagree with you, but it, but as you're setting out truth claims and you're and you're able to work with logic and with real reality, there will come a point where they cannot. There's a point at which they can't jump across where they have to recognize that what their belief system is is a faith mm -hmm. in itself. And at the point that someone who is an atheist comes to the grips of the fact that they have a faith themselves. Their enti the entire system does break down at that point. Um, now, I'm not encouraging you to go try to break down a bunch of atheists or <laughs> right. be, to be just mean to people, right? But generally, this is, I think, the biggest, the, one of the biggest things that Christians have to do when it, when it talks being, being about being able to prepare, be prepared to give reason for the hope that you have. Mm -hmm. Too often in history, we have just gone along just expecting and assuming that everybody else believes the same way we do or, or that they're even devoted to the same thing they say that they're... they're uh, connected with. And as a minister, I can't tell you the, the amount of times we've had conversations with people who want to get baptized who don't really know who Jesus is or what he did yep. for us. Mm -hmm. We have, I mean, we are compelled to always ask that question because it is not something that can be assumed um, mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think for, for atheism, one of the, one of the thing, things that it has done that has sharpened Christianity has been the development of apologetics, uh -huh. that it has challenged the church to really look into and give reason to why they believe, to understand you know, science is not the enemy of faith. It is a real thing. It exists in this world. How can it go alongside with faith? Mm -hmm. How do they go together? How do they help each other? Yeah. Um, I love that you touched yeah. on that, by the way, because yeah. I feel like that's a big thing. A lot of Christians, especially, not as much today, but I feel like when I was mm -hmm. growing up, it was this very much like a, almost like a fear of yeah. science. Um, and what I would speak to, and I, and I want to be very clear on this, that I, it's something I've experienced with kids, because um, yeah. youth especially, they're going through this where, mm -hmm. just like what you talked about, there's been a shift in society yeah. uh, to where when I was growing up even, which wasn't even that long ago, it was like 13, yeah. 14 years ago when I was in high school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everybody was a Christian, and even yeah. if you weren't a Christian, you at least understood what or Christianity ident or was. Ident identified as, yeah, one, it yeah. was it was common. It was like that was kind of the understood thing. And now you have these kids where it's gone the opposite direction, to where mm -hmm. you have more kids who are growing up doubting and secular, mm -hmm. and it's almost like you're you're a Christian. That's kind of weird. Yeah. And so there's been this shift. And so one thing that I would I would encourage like parents and especially one of the worst things I think that you can tell your kids, if your kid comes to you and has a question about this is say, well, it's in the Bible. So we believe it mm -hmm. and just leave it at that. I yeah. think that I remember I had a, I had a student one time who came to me and she was like in tears. Cause she was yeah. like, listen, my parents are in church all the time. I know I'm supposed to believe, but I just, I'm having all of these doubts. And, yeah. and I was like, well, let's, let's talk about that. And, yeah. she, and, and her doubts were, really not that big. It yeah. was like, well, how, the Bible was written thousands of years later. It's been rewritten yeah. hundreds of times and yeah. all these kind of things. I'm like, no, actually, let me explain this to you real yeah. quick. Like yeah. that there is a reason why we, now there's always going to be an element of faith, but it's, yeah. it's a, it's an intelligent faith. Yeah. It's a reasoned faith. It's not like a blind faith. Yeah. And so I was able to explain that to her yeah. and help her in her faith journey. And mm -hmm. so I think as parents, one of the best things that you can say is, you know what? I don't know that. Let me figure it out. Right. And I think you, you hit on a really good point there where when we talk about our faith, we're given a spirit of power, not of fear, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, mo most of popular Christianity is don't question it, just do it, and mm -hmm. don't worry, and it'll be okay, right? But you know, when you have a generation that has the ability to access the whole world at their fingertips and also access a whole world of crazy at their fingertips with conspiracy yeah. theories and things like that, 
those questions have to be answered. Right. I mean, even Daw- even Dawkins himself, you know, you look at like his um, his uh, way that life came to Earth. He kicks the can down the road and says it was aliens. <laughs> that there was an alien life cell that came down, and somewhere else they they spontaneously created life. Um, Which that's look- actually been interesting. There's actually been more of a rise in scientists these days of believing in intelligent design. Yeah. Not not God necessarily, but yeah. in the idea of something because there really is like. Mm. It the it's astronomical the yeah. chances that we randomly through things that exist that we can't explain how they got there mm-hmm. happened and we somehow ended up in this yeah. perfect environment where if we were too close to the, a little yeah. bit closer to the sun we would die a little bit further away we would die if we weren't yeah. tilted the right way we would die yeah. it's like it's crazy mm-hmm. to believe that just happened yeah and then the fact that even the, the other day they launched a new telescope that can see the all these more of the universe still haven't found aliens mm-hmm. and, and the the other part of it too. Um, you know, I think it's important that for when you're when the kids are in the home, allowing them to have space to ask questions and Absolutely. discover. Because what will happen is if you don't, is that when they go to college, there will be somebody, or if they even even if they don't go to college, if they go on YouTube, someone is going to ask a, a question that's really nonsensical and pretty shallow level kind of stuff. But it will be something that rocks their faith, yeah. right? Philosophically, is there a rock that so big that God can't pick it <laughs> yeah, up? Right. Okay, well that's a logical inconsistency and is a stupid question and an incoherent question, right? But it can blow people's minds up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on a on a more realistic level, you know, how could a good God allow evil to be in the world or yeah. people get hurt there are answers to these questions there is stuff in the bible there's stuff in history there there is a whole journey to go through but if we just say ah, it's in it's the, it's in the bible it says so or the priest said it so it's so mm-hmm. you're you're leaving you leaving your your uh, these people who are depending on you like sitting ducks yeah. and yeah. um so it's it's a it's important to have a reasoned faith for that reason well i have a, i have a question so yeah. i mean obviously you guys have interacted with a lot of a lot of people i mean ministers pastoral like mm-hmm. y'all y'all have had those interactions to be able to explain those and y'all mm-hmm. have had schooling mm-hmm. to equip you in these areas yeah. so for someone like me, for example, mm-hmm. who hasn't had mm-hmm. a whole lot of interactions with people who are poking holes in my faith, mm-hmm. what are some practical resources that you can give me or equip our oh. listeners and, and to be able to answer those questions? If we have kids mm-hmm. that have those questions, but we mm-hmm. haven't dug into those things ourselves or had schooling, like... Yeah. So one, one, uh, number one, there, there's always a lot of great apologetic resources out there. Mm-hmm. One that's free and easy to get to is online. It's carm.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only will you be able to find a lot of this these uh, facts about comparative religions on mm-hmm. there but also they deal with a lot of apologetic principles things like that okay. um, other uh, also books like reason for god by tim keller is a very yeah, helpful a very book good one. uh norm geisler I, I, I the the title of it is is escaping me right now so I'll, I'll look that up but nathan what what uh resources have you seen uh and, and i know this it this one sounds kind of shallow almost but it's like really like Google. I mean, like we yeah. live such a good time. <laughs> yeah. now, I will true. say now the danger, though. I will say this is the danger of Google is that there are so many different sects of Christianity and even mm-hmm. like non-Christian Christianity type mm-hmm. stuff where you can go down a bad path. But I, I really, I think one of the best resources you have is, is just is buying some time and being like, listen, I can't explain that to you well right now. It's a good point. Let me get back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's where you can reach out to a Matt or a Jonathan or yeah. a me, or you can be touch to someone who knows, or even just seek it up and you have time to look it up and research it and figure it out. Because I promise you there is no argument that an atheist makes today that has not been mm-hmm. addressed mm. 
at some point by some theologian and some apologist. And like yeah. it's yeah. the answers are out there. And, yeah. and a lot of times atheists, especially like I would say younger, now I deal with a lot more youth and a lot of younger atheists, they're just regurgitating lines from Dawkins yeah. and stuff right. like that that have been but used a, for a lot a of long adults time. are exactly the same way. Yeah, they're just regurgitating yeah. points mm-hmm. that have been refuted and yeah. there's good answers to them. Yeah. Um and so it's just part of that process is finding them. So the best thing mm-hmm. you can do is don't try to explain it if you don't know it. Yeah. yeah. Figure two, it out. Two okay. other books you could consider um one's called Evidence That Demands a Verdict by Josh McDowell uh-huh. and Sean McDowell. It's a very a very good book. Uh, and then Lee Strobel's book. Um, oh, and I'm losing the title of it too. Uh, Case for Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, these 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 are good options out there. I will say this though, because um, I, I do know a lot of people who then get real really deep into the idea of apologetics, and they spend a lot of time thinking about it, interacting with it. Um, you know, I, I would caution you that it's good to, to spend time talking mm-hmm. to studying apologetics. Um, it's also good to talk to people who are atheists right? <laughs> and to talk to people who believe differently than you because a bunch of people who all believe in the same thing for apologetics, getting together and talking about apologetics isn't really moving the football yeah. forward. Yeah. Um, Another book, try real yeah. quick, Go is that Dawkins Delusion um, is one. Uh, that was actually, uh, I've forgotten the author's name, but it was a response literally to the God Delusion that Dawkins wrote. It was written by a Christian theologian yeah. and he wrote one called The Dawkins Delusion where he basically just goes through all of Dawkins' arguments and just like basically yeah. refutes them and gives a Christian perspective on yeah. it. So if they're dealing with that specifically, that's a great book. Yeah. But it's very targeted towards what Dawkins brought yeah. up. Yeah. Alistair McGrath. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and Alistair okay. McGrath is great. So, I mean, with that, I mean, I think that kind of covers our topic well, of atheism today. But is there, is there, Well, the last thing I would, I would kind of finish on, and, and I think mm-hmm. it's important to talk about when we talk about these things, is that there is an element of faith yeah. in Christianity. Like yeah. there is, there are, there are mysteries that have remained hidden, and we yeah. do not know everything. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I don't think that you can reason anyone into heaven. Yeah. At the end of the day, it is still a response to grace. It is mm-hmm. still a response to what Christ has done. Yeah. And so it's good to know these things. Oh, sorry. It's good to know these things and it's good to have these conversations and these arguments. I was looking at Lawrence, my mic, my mic went off, <laughs> but it's good to know these things. It's good to have these arguments and, and just not arguments, but discussions and debates. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you're not going to make someone believe in God because yeah. you convinced them mm-hmm. scientifically right. that God mm-hmm. could exist. Mm-hmm. It's going to come down to them recognizing their need for a savior, recognizing right. sin. Yeah. And that comes yeah. from the gospel being presented. And I would say in that too, that that's part of the reason why, you know, God, God creates us for relationships with one another and, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of what apologetics winds up being and a lot of the reasons for faith and things for that, um, you're, what you're trying to do is clear away distractions or, or crutches or things like that that would that would keep someone from that faith. Mm-hmm. And so that, that is the encouragement in this, that, it, that with this whole series of coexist, you know, the, this information is not designed for you to divide yourself off from people who believe differently. It's more so for you to go in informed about what they already believe and ready to learn them personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the problem is that most faith uh, conversations with people of other faiths end where there's just any kind of a difference. And we say, well, mm-hmm. then we just can't talk. I don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make them uncomfortable, whatever. You know, knowledge is power. And knowing something about what somebody else believes and caring about what somebody else believes, that will open many doors with people as they're really trying to discover truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, don't be afraid of questions. You, you have a God who created intelligence and reason and created the world. I mean, we, we, we're we the home team here. Yeah. He created and, science. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, I, I mean, I would encourage you, dive in, don't be afraid, and have that faith and trust that God can answer any questions that wind up coming your way. And then just love people, right? Mm-hmm. Um you know, I think that those are just important concepts for this, with this coexist series. Yeah, so. That's good. Well, with that, anything else, Lauren or Nathan? 
Good. No, it's helpful. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today on the Citizen ATX podcast. I think we, I do think we have to recognize that today Nathan was not on a super negative concept. So we're not talking about demons or uh, uh, or witches or witches. So <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us. We hope that this has been a helpful and informative time. And as, as always, if you have any questions, you can DM us at austinbaptistchurch.com. We're happy to interact with any questions you might have. But take care, and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Citizen ATX podcast.